You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 493, To Bottle a Genie. Welcome to episode 493 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and clearly today I am dramatic pause lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I sound if that was more more Walken or Shatner. <gasps> to bottle a genie. A genie. Or to bottle a genie. Um, I, I'm not sure. That, actually, that sounded a bit more like Ethel Merman than... Uh, Tabatalagine! <laughs> In reality, I was trying to flip around to the theme, and because uh, I realized I had kind of flipped a couple of uh, of programs there, and so I had to swing around to iTunes so I could play the theme, and it was like I'm not going to make it in time, so I'm going to slow down. <laughs> Is that what you were going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Slow down. <laughs> swing low. Yeah. All right. All right, Tyrock. Um, <laughs> over to you, sir. <laughs> oh. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I said over to you. Oh. It... Oh, I, I'm not Tyrock. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. I was saying that to myself. <laughs> Y'all see how he treats me, right? Second class citizen. You see this? You see this? You see the violence? You see the, vi- you, what is it? See you the, you see the oppression in the system? system? <laughs> Take a drink, kids. <laughs> Hey everybody, I am Darren Noel, and I am uh, so freaking tired of doing accounting right now, boy. Um, I went into work around noon today and came home around seven. I, I'm, I'm numbers anyway. are not, are not going to mean anything to me tomorrow morning when I'm actually supposed to be at work. So it's going to be a fun day tomorrow. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I wish I had something better to say, but I really don't. Yeah, some some weeks are like that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have we have just you know we have just you know completely passed through the Ides of March and um, it's nasty. Looking forward to the fooling of the Aprils. So mm. don't Indeed. know anyone named April. So oh well. <laughs> Travis, over to you. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Travis Ellisor, and I am grilled cheese experimentation lad. Oh. So lately, I'm a grilled cheese man. I like making grilled cheeses. Nice. And lately, I've been trying out uh, adding various um, toppings and things to dip them in. Uh, for instance, um, one of my new favorites is you make a grilled cheese, yeah. and then you put apple butter on top. It nice. Is that, is, that is so southern. Oh, it's so good. I've tried, like, so, but what kind of cheese are you using? Are you, you are you going uh, with something more than just the the typical cheese slice thing? Uh, my favorite is a uh, Munster cheese. Nice. Okay. All, all right. But, totally on board here. Yeah. But nice. I try different ones. I'm not. I'm. I. I. I kind of uh, eat around with my cheeses. You know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't stick to just one. <laughs> but I've tried. You are. Uh, you. You are. You are. Uh, cheese polygamous. Yes. yes. That's oh my. <laughs> God forbid you ever become lactose intolerant. That oh, would be your own personal hell. Right? But today I tried, uh, and it's not not available everywhere, but sweet potato butter. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I would say it's safe to say that is not available everywhere. Yes. Yeah, in the, oh, but you it should have to be, be in the south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be in the south for that probably. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I gotta find. I've even some tried like dipping it in like even just simple as ketchup or something, and that's good. I don't know. Sure. I'm just trying different. Uh, I guess I don't know. Is a butter a condiment? I guess it would be. I don't know. It it, it is well. I would say the <laughs> making areas, when, when you're yes. talking yes yes but I, I'd say when you're talking apple butter definitely a condiment right because you're okay. you're adding a flavor right and yeah it's it becomes like a almost like a flavor sauce there so is that it, it so sorry I'm getting on the apple thing uh, this fascinates me uh, because I, I I I'm a fan of grilled cheeses too and I was you know I was raised my dad was like we're not lo- using that plastic cheese. Right. And, oh, the, uh, the processed, pasteurized oh, American yeah, uh, cheese food-like spread. Absolutely not. That that stuff was not allowed in our home when I was growing up. Um, oh, you don't, you missed. Oh no, I do, I do, because we we have it here now. Like I I oh. do. I, a, a grilled cheese is a, is an easy lunch for the girls, and every now and then yeah. I try and you know shake it up with a little something added to it. And shake so it so this is this is why I'm interested in this. And so you know like um like to me like the apple and cheese thing. Do you go for the sweeter apple or the more tart apple with the stronger cheese? Well, the the apple butter is sweet, but I went to a restaurant last year called Wedgie's, and it was basically (laughs) 30 different kinds of grilled cheeses. Every Only in the South is a restaurant (laughs) called Wedgie's. Every time you walk in there, it's like, damn it, every time they get me with the atomic wedgie. It's the special stools that kind of slowly crank into your crease. As the meal goes on, you don't notice it, and then when you stand up, you're like, ah, Jesus! Don't stay too long. That's the slogan. The food is great. The seat's kind of uncomfortable. Seat's kind of uncomfortable. Wednesday Mando Day. Yeah, no, I, I I like this. I you know because a big fan of all sorts of different cheeses. But and, they had a grilled uh, cheese there with sliced apples on it, and it was kind mm. of the more uh, tart green apple. Yeah, and that's that's generally my apple preference. Uh, and and those were that was good too. But uh, the apple butter, you know, the more sweet kind with a little bit of a uh, I don't know if there's cinnamon in there or what. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Probably yes. And that, and, and so you would have that with like a Munster. Yes. Neat. Oh, I like this. This is. I, 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 welcome to uh, Grilled Cheese Cast. Take a drink. Take a drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could go on. I could go on with you about this stuff for ages, but but it uh, might not be our best bet. Yeah, it, it might not. No. Oh, but. but might seriously. not be our most thrilling hour of, <laughs> of Legion content, Grilled Cheese Lab. Because my my dad was big on the on the. Um, like a really old white cheddar, um, mm-hmm. and and he would do it. You know, none of this frying pan stuff. He would he would do it under the broiler, and uh, so it was like thick slices, and mm-hmm. uh, oh my god, so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, so here here it's the frying pan with a lot of butter. Yeah, and see that's that that's when, when I when I make them for the kids. For example, tomorrow Ella tomorrow night <laughs> Ella has Cubs, and so it's always quick dinner night. And so tomorrow it is uh, grilled cheese and letter soup, and um, letter soup especially good uh, 
uh, for for Sarah because she she's you know learning her, her learning letter. her yeah her letters yeah she's learning yeah. she's learning uh, the sounds that they make and uh, we're starting to put that together into reading and oh, sweet. yeah. So, and Ella just likes the taste of it, you know. It's like it, it's oh. a tomatoey soup, and like there's nothing better on a cold day when you uh, when you come in grilled cheese, some kind of tomato soup. There's nothing yeah. like it. There's nothing like it. That's what happens when you have cold days, guys. And I don't True. mean <laughs> I don't mean this this oh it's so cold days that you guys have. Um, I mean like you you know shoveling feet of snow um, that that kind. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, no. so nothing quite like a tomato soup. Welcome to Tomato Soup Cast. Oh, <gasps> take a drink. <laughs> there you go again with that gasp. Take a drink. It's almost as though we have a, a podcast as an excuse to have a drinking game. <laughs> you, you think? Almost as though. All right. Mm. Uh, what do we got, Legion? Legion news wise. Um, I hear through the grapevine oh. that that in the next um, Doomsday Clock, I think Saturn Girl has some dialogue. Really? Yes, that's what I've heard. I've not bought the issue yet. I've not looked, but I have a very, very reliable source. So this would be issue four. I'm not sure, Paul. To be uh, honest, it's the newest one. Okay, okay. So yeah, because three came out. Like, well, I I bought it a few weeks ago, and it had already been out for a while. So. I'm guessing for them. Yeah. So, so and so, uh, yeah, because I, I, I've just completely lost the tether of of where it's at since the schedule change. You and, and DC. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, it's a joke. It's a joke. It, it's a not, little joke. A little kind of true. It's not kinda far true. off. Yeah, because I mean, if 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 that's what we're waiting for, to see what's happening with the Legion, to see where they're at, to see. What, how it is they have been reintegrated into the Rebirth universe. It's like, we already know we're waiting an extra year for it. Yeah. Uh, or thanks. an extra eight months or whatever it is. Um, yep. So, yeah, there's, uh, you know, it's... They, uh, it, which which tells me a few things. One, they're, they're running behind. Yeah. And two, they probably don't have the right creative team yet. Yeah. I and, mean, honestly. And so. uh, as, as Chris Rock said at, at the Oscars, he's like, when you... Uh, when you can't get, uh, I don't even remember the ones he was talking about at the time, but it's like when you when you can't get Brad Pitt and you and you uh, and you you, you got to settle for Ryan Gosling. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's and then he said something about you know when you want Sam Jackson but you got me. Wait. You should have waited. You should have waited. Wait. <laughs> so yeah. All, all, all better to, uh, to, to just wait for it. Now I think we've got um, uh, Supergirl. Uh, is Supergirl back this week? Um, soon. Soon. Maybe it's not until Maybe. April. Maybe. Um. Maybe back this week. Hmm. Um, I do oh, not know. That Doomsday Clock number four will be out April fourth. Okay. Okay. So yeah, right. so that makes sense. That there's a preview out there somewhere that someone's probably seen at a con or something and they were like by the way saturn girl speaks <gasps> shocking everyone dun, dun, dun. And, and this is She's where blowing little symbols on the glass at arkham now so <laughs> yeah uh, which was Someone the decided you know what that crazy blonde and no not not harley that crazy blonde over there we need to have a talk with her 
Yeah, it was, but it was the Easter eggiest thing of Easter eggs, right? It's um, probably. Were they hoping that uh, that perhaps a time traveling janitor would come through and have to actually polish the window and realize uh, realize? Oh, wait a second! There seems to have been a symbol placed on here. <gasps> <laughs> oh goodness! What could this possibly mean? Anyway, yeah. Sarcasm, much? Well, you you know what. This is, sarcasm. this is where they leave us. This is where yep. they leave us, sir. And uh, I know, I know. You know, but but that's, again, that's why I'm frustrated with it. I'm like, okay, I need to give it a break. I'm just frustrated as as a reader, a long time reader. Yeah, frustrated. because you know it's great that there's collections out there, but we've yeah. already, we've already got that stuff. Yep, we've read that. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> so it's like we well, have the yes. archive. Thank, Thank you, you for the new uh, the new cover, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those new covers are very pretty, though. I, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. I mean, I I I missed out on a lot of the uh, of the archives, and they are prohibitively expensive now. And anyway. they are they were prohibitively expensive when they came out. Well, yeah, yeah, but now they are a lot for holy crap. <laughs> Jesus. So, so the omnibus thing, I, I'm on board with that, and uh, and I mm. hope I hope that they see it through. You know uh, that that's always the worry is when a, when a new set of things. I mean, hey, even uh, show the the showcases, which as I've said many times in the show, I love that stuff. And did they stop the showcase line? I'm not seeing as many of them coming out. I mean, maybe they've got some still, but you know, in the heyday. Yeah, totally. It was like three a month or something. Oh yeah, I mean so. that's that's you know in the heyday is when I built my shelf of them, and um, and it's it's really slowed down in the last while, and mm. you know I was I was uh, I, I had pulled out the Spectre one because uh, Michael Fleischer passed away recently, and a lot of people were talking about his Spectre run, and it's like yeah, it's been a while since I since I've read that, so I went back in and and gave it a read. And yeah, and it's certainly worth that, you know. It's um, huh? the wedgie. <laughs> Travis is sending us pictures of grilled cheeses, folks. Uh, uh, the peppered pig. This, oh, this I, is I awesome. may have talked about this on the show before, but my brother, when I when I went to his first wedding in uh, Missouri, they have a a lovely restaurant out there called Biggins. Nice. nice. Excellent. Their specialty is chicken breast sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the menu is puntacular. Oh, excellent! I can only imagine. Excellent. Oh, yeah. It's it's not a place you would take Gloria Steinem. <laughs> no, huh? No. She and I no. she and I don't go out to eat that much anyway. So. It's... But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Really, what happened? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, first Denny O'Neill screwed up Wonder Woman, and then yeah, you make you make you make one one you make one crack about the Michael Fleischer Spectre, and everything goes to hell. And uh, and so, but but no, so I, I was I was rereading some of that, and it's 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 fantastic stuff. You know, very dark. You know, he was he was really good at sort of the the O. Henry type of story, right? With the with the twist at the end, and um, I had a twist, a twist. And twist. Uh, anyway, so so. And you know, and I, and it just ha- it, it had me thinking that it's like this really has slowed down, and it is still my go-to for the I want something to read, and yeah. uh, and I and I know that I can sort of, you know it's like like today we we went out for, we went out for a family hike, 
and um, and 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 Jan is trying to remember stalactites and stalagmites, uh-huh. right? Which one's which? Stalactites is on the top because it's the C for ceiling. Stalagmites G for ground, right? And where did I learn this? The first uh, the first Adam story. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because what they he and he and. Uh, uh, um, uh, it was his students and Gene Loring or the other way around. Anyway, he they they went into a cave and they're exploring it and um, and and that came up and he explained it that way and it's like I never forgot it. I read it when I was eight and never <laughs> forgot it. Right, you and, were eight. And some and, of those little things just stay with you. Seriously, and and the thing is, you know, we've talked about this before. Is the idea of when they saw here's an opportunity to educate as well. Like mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. with the first slippers and the 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 Cinderella myth. Oh, totally right. Yeah. And, and um, and, and you know these were the opportunities that they saw to uh, to educate. And 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 the Adam in particular is rife with them, as was the Flash, because you know science science guys, right? <laughs> Flash fact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, so I I, was, I just found myself uh, um, lamenting that uh, you know it's like hey I would like nothing more than to have to build another bookshelf. <laughs> However, and Jan's got other opinions on that. Believe me. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> sure, she's giving you side eye from wherever she is. Was he talking about? Yeah, yeah. If she was awake, boy, oh boy, boy, you'd be hearing it. Oh yes, oh yes, indeed. All right. So anyway, um, so yes, I don't know if anyone knows better than us about the uh, status of the DC Showcase line. It would yeah, be, let us know. Drop we, us a we, line. Would, we would love to know because I, I would. Curious. I would love to 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 pimp the hell out of all that stuff and to you know talk about all of them, but uh, um, I don't know that I'm being given a lot to go on. Yeah, I think well, it, we are we are heading into con season, so hopefully we'll hear some new stuff soon. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You know, because I mean, it's things like like the Captain Carrot one, right? Because it yeah. ha- it had the really hard to find, you know, Cap- the Wizard of Oz crossover, and mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing, and um, you know, Batman and the Outsiders. We only got one volume of that, as far as I know. Yeah, that's it. I've got it. So, and. A lot of great issues that they haven't cut. They haven't even touched yet, right? Mm-hmm. All Star Squadron, same thing. Yep, one issue, one yeah, uh, one volume. Yeah, yeah, one volume. One and done, baby. One and done. What? Really? So, just saying. Yeah. Just, just saying. No one in DC is listening, but if they were, <laughs> if they were, if they were, sir. If they I think were. they're probably making much more money off color collections. I'm Probably. sure they. I'm sure they are right now, but but it's it's one of those things where I think I think it's different audiences. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, it's different markets, right? Yeah. It is. So. It is, and you know, I, I mean, for me, I'm not as concerned about the color because I know half of it gets recolored anyway, and um, and and now there are some stories where it, it's like, yeah, that I can see where that would work better with color. Well, yeah. <laughs> Superman and the Red, Superman, yeah, for instance. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, because no, of Halo's Halo. yeah, or or the Green Lantern ones where he's you know his yellow is his weakness, but you can't tell what anything yellow. <laughs> can't tell what anything is. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he always used to tell you anyway. That's true. <laughs> well, now Green Lantern 
you know, all the all the different colors of the cores would be a problem, I think. Luckily, they have different symbols, so oh. Jean's thought that yeah. far ahead, at least. But they, you know. they, As if they've even got that far. Um, well, yeah. yeah, no. And then will they ever? Probably not. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking up at volume five of Green Lantern right now, and that is Neil Adams' uh, art on the side there. So that means we're at like 1973. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyway, I don't see anything that. This is. Uh, oh, okay. Nothing wait, wait, wait. Nothing's like perking. In the internet's there. All I've seen is Justice League news. Oh, oh, are we getting yeah, a new out of the movie? Uh, no, uh, the comics. They're the new creative teams and new lineups. Uh, oh. I think there's a Justice League Space now or something like that. Is it a Space Force? It's a. It's kind of a really weird lineup. Hold on, let me find that again. Space Force <laughs> in the future sounds like the Legion. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Because uh, yeah, this weekend I think was WonderCon. Okay. Oh, okay. And where is that? Seattle? Somewhere on the West Coast? Anaheim. Yeah, because it used to be Emerald City is is Seattle. Yeah, because it used to be WonderCon. um, WonderCon used to be in San Francisco, and then it moved to Anaheim. It's owned by the 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 uh, the Comic Con Disney. I'm kidding. Well, that's probably not far off. (laughs) You know, now that you say that, it's like, yeah, maybe that's why. (laughs) Maybe. Could be. Okay, yeah. There's going to be the regular Justice League, a new Justice League Dark, and Justice League Odyssey. I remember this. They had all the different lineups. Um, Yeah, that's uh, for the the crossover thing. I think it's just a month or two long, and then these books launch out of that. Is Justice League Odyssey uh, Legion Lost? No, it is. (laughs) Listen to this lineup. Okay. Uh, Cyborg, Starfire, okay. Azrael, Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern, okay. and Darkseid. What? Yeah. Wait he a second. He's calling it, he uh, he's calling it Justice League WTF. Yeah, so, no so, <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a second. What did they... Um, yeah, they've been, uh, do, they've you, do you think something? Do you think they, for the out to California, they got a little beachy? Uh, hey, dude, come on, dude, dude, let's have Dark Side in the Justice League. That'd be cool. Yeah. And someone bought that in a pitch meeting. So no one knows the story behind any of that yet, but they decided to reveal the lineup. Well, High Father's evil now. <sighs> They don't even have a picture of the lineup. Just... Oh, but there was the announcement of a new Gods movie, speaking of which. Yes. Yes. With Ava. Ava well, DuVernay. Ava DuVernay, yeah. yes. I forget how to say her last name. And that's awesome because I uh, I, I like what I've seen from her. And um, it's very interesting, right? It's just this whole idea that... Uh, um, I didn't know the new gods were even slated for a movie until I heard that she was directing it. So, well, oh, exactly. Okay. So, um, I just hope she makes it colorful. Like, uh, what was it Wrinkle in Time she just did? 
Yeah. Because and you know not your standard DC movie gray. Well, that's oh, it. That's it. Yeah, you want to because you want to talk about a full palette. I mean, uh, yeah. Let's go full Kirby here. Exactly. Oh, oh, so I so so in agreement. Um, Can we spectacle, please, please? Anybody? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a color besides, you know, what was what was Justice League? Dark gray, light gray, and orange. Yeah. Yeah. More of a brownish, brownish orange, uh, um, burnt umber. Yeah. 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 Burnt umber, excellent, excellent. I, I've I've had some people ask, you know, why why haven't you guys done a a, a Justice League uh, review? And it's like, oh, well, we should. Doesn't the fact that we haven't kind of say it all? Yeah, we, well, we, but we should. Seriously, we should. Uh, yeah, but that, that means I gotta watch it again. We got a lot of comics. It does it does mean we have to watch it again? <sighs> these these are the things we do as podcasting personalities. <laughs> These are the sacrifices we must make right, you for know our what? listeners. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up this week and uh, and I will watch it again and we will uh... maybe for Christmas. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that'll be. A... Oh my God! Yeah. No, no, we should do it for Easter. It's got a resurrection in it. <laughs> it, it it does, but Easter's like next week, dude. Ah, uh, hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. We actually have <laughs> next episodes planned. Believe it or not, kids. Shocking everyone, including us. Do we really? Well, at least up until you know the big one. Yeah, I don't know if we. I, I, I plan's a strong word. Well, okay. Rough outline. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. A okay. <laughs> it's a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a couple of lines on paper. I mean, Basically. that counts. That counts. This episode, and then we'll do the next one, and then we'll do the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, they did have. You know, let's let's talk about some of the WonderCon stuff. Um, there is a Titans and New Titans to replace Teen Titans that was announced. Um, so both were meant to end off in June anyway. Um, and so they're talking about uh, um, a series called New Titans, which is uh, Damian Wayne uh, reforming the Teen Titans in a new direction. A brave new direction. Yes, and this is by Adam Glass, <laughs> who is also writing the Titan, the Teen Titans special. Um, while New Titans, as opposed to well, while the New Titans, as opposed to capital N New Titans, so this one is just called Titans, um, <laughs> will be written by. So there will be Titans and New Titans. New Titans will be the Damien stuff. Um, this other Titans book will be written by Dan Abnett. So there's a good there's a good thing there. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. You know. Why not? That's gonna be the classic lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You're right. We'll have a team led by Nightwing, the old Robin. Does by that does he mean Tim? Uh, no. Night Nightwing is the old. Nightwing Robin. is the old Robin. Oh, yeah, but I see. It's funny because I I don't think of him that way as Nightwing, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, I drank the I drank the Nightwing Kool Aid. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Which it was very blue and purpley, as I recall. Very much, very much, and had a mm. high collar. Um, <laughs> a very high disco collar. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jorge. <laughs> and uh, we'll also include Raven, Beast Boy, Steel, and Miss Martian. Steel? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because I just said Cyborg and Starfire in the Justice League Odyssey. This is, this is like 
X Men oh. Gold and X Men Blue. And that's so. it. That's it. They are basically the replace. That you're right. Yes. They, Steel uh-huh. is proxy cyborg, right? Cyborg. Yeah. Right. Miss Martian for Starfire. Totally. Is, because is because she's Starfire. because she's an alien. She's an alien, and she's got that whole sort of. Um, um, she she plays that whole sort of innocent. Uh, I'm just learning about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same way that uh, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. See what she's doing there, DC. Yeah, I I, I hadn't noticed that, and, and, and as soon as you said about Cyborg and Starfire Trap, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's it. Yep. That's it's total total proxy Cyborg. Um, okay, so yeah, so the Justice League Odyssey thing you already brought up. Um, yeah, I, I I'm. I think yeah. it's I think it's because no, but but honestly, I think it's mm-hmm. because they know that it that that for them how the movie was or 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 whatever aside, the reality is at least in comics, uh, Justice League as a as a label is second to Batman basically. Oh yeah, it'll sell. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> Um, so it's like, well, maybe we can find a way where we can do, uh, you know, eight different Justice League store series. <laughs> you remember the nineties? Uh, well, I, I, I remember, um, Justice League, Justice League Europe. Yeah. Justice League quarterly. I, I rem- but, but even, even, well, it, so it worked then, like, you know, 20 odd years ago, but it also worked in 2011. You know, we had uh, now admittedly Justice League Europe, um, no, Justice League International got canceled pretty quickly. But there was Justice League. There was Justice League International. There was Justice League Dark. Um, that, that, so this isn't a real surprise, right? No, not a surprise at all, really. Yeah. So, um, and I know people are going to want to say an unkind word about Extreme Justice, but... <laughs> hey, I liked Extreme Justice. It was fun. Okay, so that's it two had, of us. It had Zan and Jaina in it. Come on. Yeah, that's two of us. Trav, you with us? Uh, sure. See? There See? we go. All three yeah. of us. Uh, it was extreme. It was the 90s. Right? Yeah. I mean, you had... you had. They Bruce... didn't even wear coats with patches on them. <laughs> no. Booster Gold and Giant Armor. Thank you. That's where I was going. Thank you. <laughs> anyway... Man, I mean, Booster Gold. <laughs> I'm finding it interesting that that that, that you know, big announcements from um, um, I'm I'm not seeing huge announcements um uh, uh, from WonderCon, right? Season, probably. <clears throat> well, but and, and this is early in con season, very early yes. in con season, yeah. really, and um, so yeah, nothing to. I don't know. Uh, big. I'm. 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 I'm looking forward to getting uh, my copy of Action One Thousand, which is coming up in a, in just a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have an extra copy for Sarah because it is. Uh, it is her because she shares a birthday with Superman. So. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Hey. So uh, so there there will be a copy held on for her because you know she was born on his seventy fifth anniversary and so this comes out on her fifth birthday. So I'm all over that shit. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, there is a lot of talk about <clears throat> um, uh, Bendis making uh, taking Superman in a bold new direction. That's for you, Darren. I did that for you. <laughs> Yeah, well, as long as he's not walking across the the United States, I'm fine with it. Oh gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. You know, people have been like, oh, so so what? It's going to be just like close-ups of Superman's face talking. And it's like, no, we, are, we already had that. We, ha- we have We've that. done that. Yeah. Straczynski did that. Then they uh, then then he, you know. Wussed he walked out. off halfway through the story. Yeah, he, he wussed out. Chris, <laughs> Roberts, Chris Robertson took it over and actually did something really interesting with it. Yeah. And that, and but but had to go out there being told that it was like, oh, because um, um, Straczynski left notes. No, he didn't, as he said on this very show. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, there were there were no notes. It's just Robertson got on there and he's like, "Wow, this seems incredibly dull. Perhaps I should write a story." Yeah. Yeah. You you would think. And he Stories did. are good. And he did, and his story, and what he did with it was awesome. The problem was, there was the previous few months of nothing, and people just thought, oh, that's what that series is, and yeah, ignored nothing. it. <clears throat> nothing. And I still, I've, 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 I've seen some people who've, who've done the whole, oh yeah, so Straczynski wrote this story. It's like, no, he wrote the stuff no. before that. Once you see Chris Robertson's name on it, he wrote the story. He just didn't do the contest. <laughs> uh, all right, rant over. Um, are, you, are you sure? We can find another thing for you to rant on. I'm sure. Do you, do <laughs> we can you find another thing? Do you, you really about. think that you can? Do you really think that? I mean, for a Canadian, you rant pretty pretty well and pretty often. So. <laughs> just saying. For a Canadian, that's for a Canadian. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's. Um, or a Canuck, you got the rage going on there, Polly. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's the Brit in me. Ah, um, uh, uh, yes, yes. All right, too, too easy. I'm gonna skip that one. Let's move on. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps best, sir. Perhaps best. I, I'm I'm trying to be nice. It, this moment will not last. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. So <laughs> anyway, so there we go. Um, I don't see a Legion cut. What what is this new? Um, Sort it's not quite all star, but it's basically the sort of view of all star. Um, you know, taking iconic characters, non continuity stories, etc., uh, etc. Et um, I mean, you could call it the all star line. Again, it it essentially it. is, so, but what what is it called? It's based, what is it Earth One, Earth Two, whatever. Oh no, I'm, that, I'm separate well? from that. No, Se- this separate is the from new that. one. There is that is that still continues, um, but uh, sort of like, for example, they've got a um, oh, and this is a great one. Um, They've got a Green Lantern one coming out by Gabriel Hardman and Karina Bechko. That's already out. It is. Is it out already? Yes. Good grief. I'm so behind. Um, But I I highly recommend that because they are huge talents. Huge. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. Huge. Are they huge? Yes, but I think huge. what you're talking about is the new thing where it's got like a Phil uh, Jimenez, Wonder Woman, the Frank Miller's doing the Superman Year One. Ugh. It's all these uh, stories that are kind of outside of continuity. It is, and I can't remember what it's called, but but I yeah. can't remember either. And and <laughs> right, but right there, you know, it's it's like Phil Jimenez on Wonder Woman, done, sold, in. Yeah, like, yeah, like done, done. Um, are you done? And Are you done? It, I'm done. I'm done. I'm in. You know, it's it's, but that's because basically, the the stuff the, the he's one of the guys where it's like, yeah, black I'm, label, I'm, black label. It's called, it's called black label. 
Okay, I, I that's thought... like Johnny Walker. What are we doing? What are they? <laughs> or or Carling's Black Label beer, and that's what I thought. That and and I was like thinking it's Black Label, and it's like, no, Paul, you're you like, just it can't have be that. It can't be that. You just <laughs> have <laughs> you just have beer on the brain, literally. Mm, um, and um, well, because you know, there's already been uh, Monty Python references. And... That's true. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got quite an afterburn. <laughs> Drinking your American uh, beer uh, is like making love in a canoe. <laughs> it's fucking close, close to water. water. Take a drink. <laughs> Take a drink. <sighs> Very well done. Very well done, Darren. Um, anyway. I'm going to just Python people into alcoholism tonight. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you haven't had to go to a meeting yet, then we need to raise our yeah. bar. If you, are, if you are really playing the game with us, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Monday morning, I'm sure I'm going to be a delight at the office. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Indeed. Indeed. Um, hey, I noticed that there's a Lego Flash movie that came out on on uh, DVD as well. Yeah, but it was here and gone so quick, no one noticed. Well, and that's the thing is, it, really, anyway. Polly, really, it, it's very good, Darren. But <laughs> but but it is not far wrong. It is not far wrong <clears throat> because I I don't remember. You know, usually there's a bit of hype to these things, and kind of disappointed that it wasn't to this. And uh, and uh, but I also picked up the uh, um, Gotham by Gaslight, ah, which which really is just you know Commissioner Gordon saying, "No, Batman, there is no Joker. You just clearly made this up in your head." <laughs> anyway, well, that is one good theory about deep, <laughs> the deep, Batman and the Joker, isn't it? <laughs> deep cuts. There's deep a good cuts, theory right there. Cuts. You're loony. Um, but but you know I always found it interesting. What I loved about a lot of these DC movies is where they kind of would ape the um, the art style of the book that they were adapting. Mm-hmm. So for example, you had um, the New Frontier, and it looked like Darwin Cook art. Yeah, I mean, doesn't hurt. He's an he's an animator and was very involved in it, and so I mean that's that's part of why. But they would kind of ape that art style and i was really hoping that they would go like full mignola on on this and 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 they didn't because you never go full mignola yeah well you try not to no 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 it's just wrong it's just wrong uh anyway anyway so there's a there's our con and random nonsense well here's here's another one um black panther fifth week at number one at the box office yeah fifth week so good. Bravo to you folks. Bravo. It's you amazing. Know, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I went I went twice, and the second time I took my kids with me. Because I'm just like, you gotta see this. <laughs> you gotta see this. And cool. uh, and and they and they they came home, they 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 told Jan's like, oh mommy, this movie is so good. And so, and so she's like, Oh, I'll, well, I'll go see it with my dad. And it's like, oh, I just hope there's a few weeks in between she forgets I took the kids to it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, I took, I took, no, no. And you know what? I took them to Spider-Man Homecoming. You know what? Which I haven't seen yet, honestly. uh, In full confession mode. Oh, Darren. It's good. Darren, you've got to see that. You will, you will love it. I honestly. 
I think you will. I think you'll really dig it. See, it's... I, I kind of don't want to see this movie because I feel like you're officially old when you're as old as Aunt May in the movie. <laughs> but you're not as old as her, Darren. She's at least three years older than us. Okay, so I can I can claw onto that hope, huh? Yeah. But I I, I gotta say, of all of uh, that's all I got. <laughs> for me, of all people, for it to be, it had to be Miss Marissa Tomei. I know, right? Right. You know, it's like it's just you know i mean i was uh i was 17 when a different world started oh man uh, yeah seriously. <laughs> seriously i just see marissa tomei on the witness stand in my cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh yes oh it's yes it's a big question that's why no one can answer it <laughs> oh my god awesome. and- and I, I mean, love her, love her. She's on my laminated card. I mean, um, you know, she's. <laughs> you laminated. You laminated your card, did you? The card. Well, you got to laminate it. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> when, otherwise, how is it official? Oh my! <laughs> wow. But, but no, I mean, Marissa told me. Instant now, folks. You you just and and so so I mean. If they were going to make her younger, I get that. But it had to be Marissa told me. It had to be her. And uh, yeah, so anyway, um, but yes, it is that idea of um, uh, you know Sp- Spider-Man kind of parallels her though, right? And and I and I remember saying to a friend of mine, we we when we saw Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, how many years ago? Twenty odd years ago. Yeah. One of the, when when we went to see it, one of the things we we were watching it, and 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 he said, is it just me, or does Sally Field look like a thousand years old? And it to, to, at that point, and this is, and it's terrible because this was just a few years after the whole. She went from being Tom Hanks' love interest to his mother in to his in, mom in, in like yeah. two years, right? And and so we were so You're like, wait a minute, yeah, how that yeah, happened? Yeah, and then and then we're thinking like, man, she she's she's looking old in um, in Mrs. Doubtfire, and then. So I go to see um, Amazing Spider-Man, the, the the first one there, and where where she's Aunt May, and uh, and I think I've said this before. My problem with Uncle Ben being killed is how was how were the Secret Service not all over them? <laughs> um, but but with Aunt May, uh, you know, about a week after the movie came out, we went to see it at the at the drive-in, and um, and. And I was saying, you know, this feels really weird that I'm thinking Aunt May is too young to be, or that I'm thinking Sally Field is too young to be Aunt May because, like, you know, 15 years ago, uh, 20 years ago now, uh, we were saying, my, you know, my friend Bill and I were saying, oh, man, Sally Field is like a thousand years old. And mm-hmm. so he and I went out for lunch a few days after I had seen it. And I said, have you seen the new Spider-Man movie? <laughs> and he says, "Yeah." And I said, "I feel weird that that after all of our Sally Fields a thousand, that that I feel like she's way too young to be Aunt May." And he was like, "I thought the same thing. It's like we were wrong." Uh-huh. <laughs> and but but it is this thing where where so Andrew Garfield when he played Spider Man was probably younger than when Tobey Maguire played him, and God knows the new guy way younger than all of them oh yeah and oh yeah which which is what i love about it because 
that's... Well, he's supposed to be young. Yes. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. So he was, a, you know, he was a high school kid. You know, while they were calling high school kid Clark Kent Superboy because that mm-hmm. is, of course, the adventures of Superman when he was a boy. <laughs> Ding. I think people need to take a drink when I say that. They they really do. All I right. think we should add that to the list. Yes, take a drink. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> but but no, I think I think Homecoming. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, I, I actually uh, see Jan tends to go like, you know, for her dad's birthday and for her birthday and for Father's Day, she tends to go to a movie with her dad. And mm-hmm. their thing is like stuff's got to blow up in movies, basically. Well, yeah. And so, so the other week, I'm saying it would be appropriate for that. I totally, totally. Yeah. And uh, and so when they get back from Florida, like in the next couple of weeks, I think they will probably uh, check that out. Uh, because God knows it'll still be in the theater uh, by by um, by his birthday in May because it's doing so well. Like it is right now uh, nor- in North America, the highest grossing superhero movie ever. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, it's got to come up against Avengers, but it's domest- domestically it has beaten Avengers. Um, it has. A fair, a fair um, hill to scale in beating Avengers internationally. And also yeah. remember, in just a few weeks, we'll have the new Avengers. Yes. Well, and they moved it up, right? They, they moved it yeah. up yeah. to give I, it more room from stuff that's coming out in May, I think. I, yeah, because Solo and Deadpool 2 are coming out right after it. Oh, yeah. is that why? Okay, that, yeah. Yeah. So, because I've, I've, um, I've been doing the rewatch. And I know that there's like marathons all over the place where you can, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a 30 hour marathon to watch all I, the movies. I, no, that is ridiculous. Yes. And I'm a fanboy. No, no, I'm doing the one movie a week. I started at the beginning of January because at the time with the original release date, it was if you watch one of the movies each week, you will uh, be, you'll be yeah. complete right right when you come up to uh uh, it, it just happened to work out that way. And of course they moved it up. And so that kind of messes it up a bit, but then I'm like, yeah, I already saw it. I already saw, uh, black Panther twice. I'm good. And, uh, and so it's my chance to, uh, to refresh the, uh, the original movies and to think, huh, I can uh-huh. see, I can see where that worked really well at the time. And, uh, and, and more, you know, like for me, for Avengers, it's like, I love, I love Avengers, but, there's something about it that is more what's the word for it it is more um what it was about than what it was mm-hmm. so it's a very good movie but what it meant at the time like is the first time you're going to see all these together when we've built up to this you know that was huge but you know that it, it that's separate from how it stands as a movie and um, and so, but I've been rewatching a lot of them. And I'm fi- I'm finding, you know, it's like, yep, the cat movies are my favorites. Yeah, I you would know, agree with that. It, it's just, uh, you know, like uh, Winter Soldier was a whole other thing, and uh, and they've continued with that. And so, anyway, um, I, I, anyway, so yeah, Black Panther is really good. Yep, and Go see it. And everyone should see it uh, because it, there's so much about it that is awesome beyond just the story. Uh, just so much about what what's happening there, and um, 
and Wakanda's for real. It is so much cooler than Marzal. Yeah, true. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, but I've got to think that that Marzal was was at least a little bit Wakanda inspired. I'm just saying. I would hope so. Kind of taking a page from that. Yeah. 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 Well, it was just there was because I, I that second time that I saw it was after we had talked after we had done that origin issue. And it was very much the uh, the they show this scene of Wakanda sort of separate from everything. And it reminded me of that Marzal scene mm-hmm. when when it got when it got separated. And I thought, oh, yeah, OK, I, I get it now. I get what they were trying to do. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. No, no, sir. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, so one of the oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to uh, one last thing, and then we'll get into the issue. Just looking at um, uh, so I we talked a bit about um, Superman's 80th anniversary, and mm-hmm. as technically the first legionnaire the first real legionnaire you know the inspiration for the legion when he was a boy <laughs> take a drink oh yeah see what i did there i, I do i see what you did there uh, I, and, but uh, honestly it was actually unintentional um oh well intentional or not drink people oh absolutely <laughs> um Anyway, they they actually did uh, an 80th uh, an 80th anniversary uh, celebration of uh, of Superman at WonderCon, and uh, so they had some some guys like uh, some guy named Jim Lee, uh, Alex Sinclair, Norm Rapmund, Dan Jurgens, Marv Wolfman, and Jason Fabok to talk about him, and just some of the two big things that that are celebrating the milestone and of course action comics 1000 is one of them 80 years there's and then there's also an action comics 80 years of superman uh which is going to be a, a hard covered uh so action 80 years of superman is a collection of new work essays and an unpublished siegel and schuster superman story uh that marv wolfman actually had in his collection Ooh. And he got, and they say he got this in a very unusual way during a tour of the DC offices as a young boy. Uh, Saul Harris, he said, Saul Harrison was wheeling a post office cart filled with never published artwork from the forties, all written off. They were being wheeled to the incinerators. What? <sighs> yeah, and so oh, Har- DC Harrison, they all did this. They all did this, and it was awful. Um, Harrison encouraged the kids to select pages that they wanted, and after much bargaining and trading, Wolfman ended up with an unpublished 12-page Superman story, which will finally see the light of day. Okay, you know what? No matter what of all the things, that is friggin' cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, Action Comics 1000 will be a super-sized 80-page issue, 80 page a year, uh, including a bunch of fun stories, including Brian Michael Bendis' first published DC work. Uh, for Justice League artist Jason Fabok, the chance to work with, Benef- with Bendis on one of his favorite childhood characters was too good to miss. He said, working with Brian Bendis is great. I've really loved his work for years, and Superman is a great character. I've loved him ever since I was a little kid. Uh, DC publisher, I, uh, Image Comics founder and superstar artist Jim Lee was on hand making some controversial statement about the return of the infamous Red Trunks. 
He says, it's just red trunks. I'm not a trunkist. There is no anti-trunk sentiment here. Uh, he says the trunks will come off again. Oh, my. Oh, um, my. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, he said, uh, though the, the, the general consensus is that the fans prefer the trunks, Lee revealed that some passionate readers on Twitter, well, that, that, that must be the way to go, um, had some seriously strong feelings of someone on Twitter had strong feelings about their trunks. Yes. About the return of the outside under who's contacting the artist to say the return of the pants is awful. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my God. Said, really? ev- said everyone on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> People. Though the panel was a celebration of Superman, it was also a celebration of comics legend Marv Wolfman, who's about to hit 50 years of DC comics. Wolfman will have work featured in both Action Comics 1000 and 80 Years of Superman, including scripting, oh, Legion fans, we're going to love this, four unpublished Kurt Swan pages, which he repurposed for the Action Comics anniversary. Mm. The panel ended with creators sharing their favorite era of Superman, which for Jim Lee was the work of seminal uh, soups artist Neil Adams. He said, I was more of a Neil Adams fan. He took the perfection that Kurt Swan had done with Superman, but if he got punched, you could see the swelling on the skin, so it felt more real and alive. He was really the guy I was most influenced uh, by. So, what, so, what's your favorite era of Superman? Mine? Yeah. Oh, um, the Bronze Age for me. But before, right... When I started collecting yeah. through, like, the end of Crisis with the um, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Me too. My favorite era. Me too. It's it's um, Carrie Bates, Kurt Swan. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. How about you, Travis? I don't know that I'm stuck on one era so much as I'm just individual stories from all over. I mean, as recent as, you know... And it's not even that recent anymore. The Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly, All-Star Superman. Uh, I like a lot of the yeah. the Triangle era. Where, yeah. You know, Jurgens and Louis Simonson and all. I like some of the era you're talking about in the 80s with the Right Around Crisis. I like some of the Silver Age stories. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't have a particular era. It's just more individual stories. Yeah. I mean, there's some... that. You know, I mean, Triangle Era, that was a, a big era for me as well. I, I, you know, but but for me, like, you know, Superman as, as a character was set with the Superman I was reading when I was nine years old. And uh, and that's a, that's a big part of it, for sure. Um, and I, I see that because, I mean, I think if the, your first exposure always has a special place in your heart. Of course. But also, yeah. when I started actual buying you know it was the triangle era but i was also reading all these random back issues and reprints at the same time so i got kind of a variety Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's great yeah no absolutely and it's um you know it's one of those things where when i think of um you know and dan jurgens is a great one right because he's one of those guys like to me i have trouble not thinking of him as a, as a definitive Superman writer. Yeah. Right. And and uh, and though he wrote he wrote the character later on, later on than than my favorite era, I still find that his captured the spirit of that the most. And it, it's 
you know, and I mean, setting aside things like the the death of Superman, which was monumental, without a doubt, and they they all did such great work in what was essentially a cash grab superhero event, mm-hmm. but they still managed to do great work with it, and that's the that's the real that's that's the the grail, right? Is where you can actually create some great stories, some things that connect with people. Um, while you're still doing something that's that's basically sort of a um, you know a, a corporate mandate, let's let's blow shit up kind of thing, and um, and, and that but they really dug in you know and Jurgens in particular you know really dug into the heart of it and uh, and and dug into the heart of what makes Superman cool, no matter what era, no matter what era, because it is these are the key things about Superman. And uh, and you know what? And it's the it's the stuff that that I loved when I was nine. It's the stuff that that the that my kids love at four and eight. You know, because to them, Superman is the thing. And no matter what, no matter what version, you know, to them, it's like, yeah, we love Superman the animated series. We love when we when we read. Uh, um, they love you know when when we read Superman stories together from the the 50s from the 60s from the 80s you know it's 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 all the same to them mm-hmm. and and it, and it, you're right it really comes down to the stories and and there have been stories in all of those eras but yeah I, and and you know for me it's often um there's something about that Carrie Bates era and it was the same you know that's why I love uh new adventures of superboy so much because it, it, he just really kind of connected with those things, uh, with those things that make Superman cool. Anyway, so that was something that came up at at, at the Wonder Cons. Um, they have also the Ink and Zoom imprint, which. Um, so far, they've talked about uh, Mariko, Mariko Tamaki's uh, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass, um, which uh, so that is the ink line, and then Zoom is described as books for younger readers who enjoy, enjoy manga and graphic novels. So that's where that's going to start, and then uh, then they're talking about a DC superhero girl's Search for Atlantis. Hmm. Of course, we've talked about Miss Mar- uh, Miss Martian returning to Titans as as proxy Starfire, um, and of course, um, uh, Miss Martian is a character that we've also seen in Supergirl, and so she's kind of had that that she's she's kind of gone TV as well. Um, oh yeah, Young Justice for sure. Yeah. Uh, a, a TV writer is taking over Teen Titans, and that is the aforementioned Adam Glass. Uh, he's written for shows like Supernatural, uh, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, and uh, so he will be starting on New Titans along with artist Bernard Chang. Um, Mad Magazine, of course, came to an end this month. Oh, did it? And they will be starting... Uh, next month with a, a brand new issue number one. Are they going in a bold new direction? A bold new direction. Uh, <laughs> Mad proudly presents a first issue that tells the world where to stick it. 
So it seems I, I was to me that they have plenty of things to like parody right now. So why would they go out of business now? <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. It, it is basically. I think what it came down to, uh, and and I think we're going to still see a lot of uh, familiar uh, faces there. Like God knows if they don't have um, a fold in from uh, from Al Jaffe, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, but I did I did pick up the last issue because I just thought, why not? Why not? And uh, my my nephew has actually become a subscriber of Matt over the last year. And uh, so I love talking about it with him because, you know, to me, it's all about like guys like Jack Davis and Al Jaffe and and Sergio and uh, and Sergio Aragonis will definitely be uh, be in this. So um, anyway, so there's is this finally the DC Comics present? We never got Superman meets Gru. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God! Would that be so cool? I know, right? Right. Um, anyway, so Alfred E. Newman still intact. There's a new logo, and that seems to be about it. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, and There's it's actually, ins- <laughs> and it's actually inspired by the one that Harvey Kurtzman drew during the early days at Mad. So they're going back to the. It's the idea that we're creating something new and fresh, but we're also going back to our roots in this bold new direction. Um, <laughs> they didn't say that part, but yeah. Um, we also, of course, had heard before about the whole Sandman universe uh, imprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started out as sort of an internal name. And, um, you know, it was just going to be like, so whatever we end up calling the Sandman universe. Uh, and then they decided, well, that kind of works, doesn't it? Um, so they had talked about this. It will be, it will be, uh, it will be a shared universe of, uh, Neil Gaiman's iconic graphic novel series, Sandman from the 1990s, according to the executive editor of Vertigo and DC's new black label, Mark Doyle, the name Sandman universe started out as the internal title, the creative team used for the project. However, they soon realized it was the only logical title, particularly after they ran it by Gaiman who loved it. Um, so they talked to writer Nayla Hopkinson about uh, House of Whispers uh, which is set in New Orleans and she said that she loved uh, being able to join it and talk about some of the the things that she loved about the original series and being able to explore them further newcomers to this world may be shocked to find that one of its characters Timothy Hunter is a young wizard who wears glasses wow that's shocking he has a prophecy made about him and is hunted by some bad people. He was, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Sandman Universe kicks off with a, a special one-shot this August, and um, they showed some pictures from House of Whispers, which looks pretty cool and kind of reminds me a bit of the uh, House of Mystery stuff uh, mm-hmm. that we would see in Sandman. Um Anyway, so there you go. So there's a few things about WonderCon. So let's get into this book. I see. I'm really just trying to yeah <laughs> hold off on the book because because <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. We're an hour in so though. So good. It's so yeah. good though. All right, Travis, take us there, sir. Take us there. Legion of Superheroes number two sixty seven. We have a cover by Dick Giordano where we have uh, three Legionnaires in a spaceship. Uh, Duo Damsel, Colossal Boy. And Bouncing Boy, and Luorno's looking outside a window at Element Lad, who's floating in space, seemingly unconscious. Uh, 
Class old boy says, I'm worried about Element Lad. If he doesn't return to the ship soon, he's going to run out of air. Which is, dun, dun, dun. Which is actually a better circumstance under which to have to live than getting back into the shuttle with, with Colossal, Colossal Boy, boy. driving. <laughs> Are you driving with Colossal Boy? Please and stop. Couldn't Jan create his own air? I mean, is that friends don't let friends, friends get in Colossal Boy's car or cruiser. Um, you're right. He could. He could. If anyone didn't need uh, the air bubble hat, yeah. So we're we're Hi. still we're still a little bit ahead of the transuits. Not far, but a yeah. Bit I, I think I think it's really the transuit that he needs because yeah. he's, he's gonna be the, cold. He's got the bubble on his head. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, this story is called To Bottle a Genie. The roll call is Element Lad, Duo Damsel, Bouncing Boy, and Colossal Boy. Uh, Legion of Superheroes, now they must attempt the impossible when they are forced to bottle a genie. Space, we know, is soundless, and that's tragic, even unfair. For not only is there no one conscious to hear the telltale hiss of escaping air that signals approaching death for Element Lad, and we see that he has a hole in his space bubble oh, helmet. no. And it says, there's no hiss either. But then, who said the Reaper of Death was fair? Mm. And we have the other Legionnaires also floating in space, but they don't seem to have holes in their helmets. Jerry Conway is the writer. Art team of Jimmy Janes and Dave Hunt. Milton Snappen, the letterer. Yeah. Gene D'Angelo, the colorist. And Jack C. Harris is the editor. All right. Next page. The Legionnaires are still floating. Five minutes ago, these four legionnaires, the slowly suffocating Element Lad, Colossal Boy, Bouncing Boy, and Duo Damsel, were battling the genie who called himself Cantu. They lost. Now, one of them stirs. <laughs> womp womp. It ended and the one badly. We will not be going to the final four this year, kids. Sorry. That's true. Uh, and the one who stirs is the Warnu, and she looks about with eyes still groggy from unconsciousness. She quickly assesses the situation and splits as only Duo Damsel can. Only she can rescue two unconscious legionnaires while speeding to the side of a third. And uh, Jan is icing over in the space. And she says, Element Lad, Jan's in deadly danger. The frost covering his spacesuit is frozen oxygen. And she's zooming towards him. She grabs him and says, so far, his suit's LS system, which stands for life support. Life support. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> has yeah. protected him, but if the crack in his helmet isn't repaired quickly, he's done for. <gasps> and no, she takes him to a nearby asteroid and says, this asteroid isn't much to look at, but it'll give me a place to work. First, I have to activate Jan's emergency heating unit, and while the heater is melting the ice buildup, I'll see if I can use this fast-hardening mending paste as a space makeshift spacesuit repair kit. And she pulls out this little thing, says oxygen, super fast hardener, and then starts with an R or something. I don't know. Starts with a V. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, uh, she thinks back on Wendell 9, colonists use this stuff to seal windows. I never thought it'd be glad Chuck, I'd be glad Chuck and I chose to immigrate to an ice planet after we married and left the Legion. But it looks like our cold winters on Wondil may have saved Element Lad's life. He's easier. Mm. And uh, we see him slowly start to make uh, motions with his head. And Element mm -hmm. Lad 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. Still Lorna thinking, I only hope his body was not deprived of oxygen long enough to cause brain damage. Wait, he's coming around. Please be all right, Jan, please. And Jan coughs, and he says, hey, duo damsel, why the long face? She says, no reason, Jan. How do you feel? Mainly I feel angry. That Cantu character treated us like insects. <laughs> but the others, are they okay? And she says, they're fine. Hang tight. Uh, I'll take you to the Legion cruiser. And Jana says, hey, I can fly by myself, Luornu. I'm a grown Tromite. I don't yes. need help. I have a flight ring, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Duo Demsel says, let's let the cruiser's meta lab decide that, all right. In the meantime, leave the flying to me. And then we cut to elsewhere, along the straight line path between 1-9 and the Earth, specifically on a volcano planet orbiting a red giant, where mobile mining cities work to plunder the riches of this, the most mineralogically wealthy world in the United Planets. And we see this fiery planet and this robot thing with, looks like, three legs on it and a city inside <laughs> going over volcanoes. Uh, we cut it to the planet, and somebody says... Tage, I don't know how to express it, but I have a feeling that something terrible is going to happen today. I've got a bad what feeling we... about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a woman and a man walking, and the woman says, what would you call that, Ren? Male intuition? Maybe you've been working too hard. <laughs> and he says, and now I'm imagining things? Is that what you're saying? Tage, you know me. I've had these feelings before. Call them psychic episodes, but I've usually been right. And, uh... This lady, Tage, I guess, says, You've been a miner too long, Ren. It's colored your thinking. All those hours operating the digger beams, it's made you moody and... Mm, what was that? Uh, take a drink. No, oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hold <laughs> on. Mm. And he says, The whole city is shaking. By the mole, Tage, look up there. It's some kind of giant. No, it's just Cantu. Ah, <laughs> And he's shaking the city apart. <laughs> and, uh, we have alarms going off. Emergency, volunteer defense, report to your fighters. Emergency, Vulcan is under attack. See, this reminds me of a robot chicken episode where they summon Voltron. It takes Voltron forever to get there, and everyone's dead by the time Voltron shows <laughs> up. Because all the assembly sequences took too long on the animated Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Voltron, where were you? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, we cut to the people they're getting in ships, um, spaceships. There's the lady who was just talking, Tage, and she says, Ren and the other men will handle operations from the command base while I and my sisters fly the fighters. And it looks like the women are the uh, fighter pilots here, which, hey, progress. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And uh, she she thinks, it's a time like this that I'm glad women's reflexes are so much faster than men's. Ooh. I'd hate to leave a crisis like this in the hands of an emotional psychic like Ren. I'm I sorry. Know. Wait, a crisis? Oh, oh take a oh. drink. <laughs> uh, we cut to uh, some various aliens inside a room looking at a viewing console where they see Cantu. And uh, it says, Squadron 1, launch. Squadron 2, waiting for the go signal. Airlock clear. Launch Squadron 2. And old Ren here thinking, Lord help them. That creature is so huge. The fighters look like gnats beside it. I have a bad feeling about this. And we have uh, Candace oh, fighting. Wait, that. wait. I thought I already said that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, 
Cantu's fighting the uh, fighter spaceship things. And he says, flies, you try to sting Cantu and you only anger him. Your strange cities attracted me as I traveled through space. And I investigated out of curiosity. You spread like lice, you humans. You have infested a thousand worlds with your colonies. At first I found you amusing, but now... And then he screams, Arr! as one of them attacks him. And she says, Tage to command base. I've scored a strike. He's wounded. He says, ah, you insects have blinded me. I guess she shut his eyes. Um, and he's leaning against the uh, robot walking city thing. And it says, like some monumental statue tilting from its pedestal, Cantu tumbles, his arm merely brushing the mobile mining city called Vulcan. For Cantu, it's a small blow, but it is enough. And it looks like one of the legs is buckling under his weight. Uh, we cut to Tage again. And uh, a support strut that wasn't designed to carry a lateral stress does the only thing it can. It buckles, and as a horrified fighter pilot named Tage watches in disbelief, Vulcan falls. Krathoom! Thank Take you. A <laughs> and she says, oh, no! Mm-hmm. Tage to command base. Rian, answer me if you're still alive. Someone, anyone, answer me. And crunch. Cantu has grabbed her ship and crushed it. Cantu's whooping some butt here. Uh, we cut to back to the Legion cruiser. To outward appearances, the surface of the planet orbiting the lonely red giant seems unchanged, but few details concerning any planet's surface can be determined from a distance of 1.5 AU. AUs. That stands for astronomical units, the distance from Earth to the Sun. Okay. Approximately 93 million miles. Okay. Yes. Uh, As the Legion cruisers enters the planetary system, those aboard are unaware of what has occurred on the volcanic planet volcanic planet ahead. And thus their attention is directed to what might some might consider a fairy tale. And Jan appears to be healthy now, and he's drinking some coffee. And he says, genies in bottles. Even though I'm the guy who figured it out, I still can't believe it. And Chuck says, are you sure you were right, Jim? And Lorno, after all, when Chuck tried to give Cantu a command, and Colossal Boy says, I know it backfired. That's what I can't figure. If Cantu really is a genie, he must grant you three wishes, according to legend. Uh, Bouncing Boy says, but when I commanded him to get back into his bottle, he just laughed at me and almost killed us all. Lorna says, if the legends are true, we must have made an error somewhere. Chuck, darling, tell Jim and Jan exactly what happened in the crystal's mine on 1-9. And Chuck says, okay, Lorna, I was operating a digger beam, and it rebounded off a magnetic anomaly in the crystal strata ahead of us. And next page. <laughs> <laughs> Lornu and then everything and I... went kerflooey. Yes. Lornu <laughs> and I investigated and found a container frozen into the crystal. I used a pick to break through to the bottle, and when I did, it exploded. That's it. Cantu's mm. bottle exploded. Uh, and I think that's the next panel, the bottom right or bottom left. Um, Is there an arrow? Yeah, no. So when you ordered him back into the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Kind of odd there. When you ordered him, uh, Jan says, when you ordered him back into the bottle, he couldn't obey you because his bottle had been blown apart. Semantics. He took your command literally and was able to ignore it. 
And uh, Lorna says, next time we'll have to be more careful in what we command him to do, assuming there is a next time. Dun, dun, dun. And there's a beep, beep, beep going on one of the boards. And Jan says, what I don't understand is how Cantu came to speak Arabic and why he's on a beeline for the Earth. We better, huh, distress signal on Channel A. Looks like a fighter from that planet ahead. And from the shape it's in, I'll lay odds Cantu was here before us. And it looks like Tage's uh, semi-crushed ship. Shortly after a battered Tage has been rescued and brought to the cruiser's metalab, Lornu says, we searched the planet with long-range sensors. Yours was the only ship we found in one piece. I'm sorry. And Tage is crying and says, Ren, all of them, gone. It's hard to believe. If I hadn't seen his power with my own eyes. Whose power? Cantu's? Yes. He captured me, spoke to me telepathically. His ego is unbelievable. He wanted to tell me who he was, where he came from. Cantu was born a member of a giant warrior race known as the Djinn. 2,500 years ago, the Djinn discovered space travel and burst out of their home solar system to cut a bloody swath across the galaxy. And it's showing a bunch of spaceships flying through space, and it looks like Cantu's people are piloting them. And it says, Cantu was one of their leaders. It was Cantu who organized the Djinn raid on a planet called Oa. And oh. we see them going against the Guardians. Whoa. That might have been a mistake. Yeah. yeah. And it says, that proved a costly error for Onoa were the Guardians, creators of the power batteries and benefactors of the legendary Green Lantern Corps. And one terrible incident, the Jin dream of galactic enslavement was shattered. Shattered! It looks like they have been trapped by the Guardians and placed into some kind of clear glass containers, which appear to be bottles. Because they are a life-loving race, the Guardians did not slay the Jinn. Instead, Cantu and his fellow warriors were imprisoned in bottles of green power battery energy. They were then compressed, shrunken, till they were less than a hundredth of their former gargantuan size. A curse was laid upon them. And one of the Guardians has a giant floating head and saying, Thus you shall remain until some innocent soul releases you. To learn humility, you will be obligated to perform three services for your rescuer, and then you will have your freedom. Hmm. May this be a lesson for you to take to heart. And at last, the djinn were dispersed across the galaxy to various planets trembling on the verge of civilization. One such planet was the Earth, where a score of the djinn bottles fell. Cantu arrived in what was then Arabia, was freed briefly, and then re-imprisoned by someone named Lord Saladin. Saladin's third wish was that Cantu vanish from Earth. And next page. Solar hours later, after the distraught Vulcanian is dispatched to a United Planets aid outpost, Jan says, those guardians sure were wishful thinkers, believing the djinn would learn humility from their plight. And the Warno says, all Cantu learned was hate. And Colossal Boy says, looks like that's just what he did, too, which means he's been imprisoned on 109 for 25 centuries. And Chuck says, yeah, and I freed him. Colossal Boy says, you know what this means, don't you? Cantu is headed for Earth to free the other genies. That gives us a slim chance to beat him, if we can reach Earth before he does. And then we cut to what appears to be Earth. Late afternoon in the crowded bazaars of New Damascus, as shoppers and merchants from around the globe brave the Syrian sun to find bargains among the cluttered stalls. Today at the stall of glassmaker and seller Abi bin Sadir, 
the customers mm-hmm. are due a surprise none has bargained for because here comes Cantu. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the guys, this might be the uh, glassmaker, says, Praise Allah, what? And Cantu says, One side flee and slaps the guy down. Wham! And uh, he grabs a bottle and picks it up and says, I searched all earth for my brothers and found not one save this bottle and he who is within. When I free him, he will be obligated to grant me three commands. He will be clay for Cantu to mold, and together we will tilt the balance in our favor. He opens the bottle and shoom. Uh, close enough. Take no, a drink. I'm in. <laughs> Take eh. a drink. Why should exactly. we be fussy at this stage? Eh. And he says, the mists are thick, but already I see my brother growing, growing to his full glorious height. But wait, this is no gin. You, I have been tricked, and it's Colossal Boy. <laughs> and he says, if you think you're angry now, tall and ugly, just imagine how you're going to feel after this. And quack, he Damn. punches uh, Cantu and knocks him off into the... Looks like he's going into the water, but actually he lands on land. Yeah, interesting. He kind of doubles back there. Back, yeah. and back and to the left. He's like a boomerang. <laughs> he is like a boomerang. <laughs> and, uh... Jan says, nice shot, Colossal Boy. Our diversion's working. Now, just so Cantu doesn't have too wet a landing in the t- Mediterranean, I'll simply okay. element change some of that water into bedrock. Never mind. Now we're explained. I understood. Understood. <laughs> but there's uh, a, they definitely break the axis on the fall here. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Kind of strange. Uh, element Lad says, sweet dreams, Genie. Uh-oh, maybe I spoke too soon. He's stirring around. Time for the second team. And Cantu is still babbling about them being insects. And he looks at Bouncing Boy and says, you, oh. I know you. You were one of those who freed me. Uh, look, and, Darren, there's an arrow. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it's an arrow like, wishing <laughs> that I can, like, get to the end of the story. Yes, we're almost there. <laughs> Bouncing Boy says, right, big man. Last time you played fast and loose with what I said. And Cantu says, stay still, insect. How can I crush you when you keep bouncing? We, we don't know. Uh Kind of the Bouncing point. Says, yeah. <laughs> Bouncing mm-hmm. is what I do, Cantu. And what you're going to do is grant my second wish and make me a bottle like the one you were imprisoned in by the Guardians of Oa. And uh, Cantu says, insolent whelp, and uh, swipes Chuck aside and says, patoom! Again, close enough. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Cheers. You shall have your bottle, but oh. by coming close enough to command me, you have lost your life. And Bouncing Boy says, not while I can bounce to safety. Take it away, D.D. Daredevil's in this? Oh, no, it's too dental. All right. <laughs> and she says, it's time for our third and last wish, Cantu. I help free you, too, and you're obligated to obey me. Not if I squash you first, little bug. And, and the Lord says, the choice is yours, death or the bottle. You can always strike one of us, Cantu. But if you do, the other one will command you to destroy yourself. And he says, two of you, two. Oh, no, oh, no. no. What will I do? Never expected more than one enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, A choice of hells, death or internal imprisonment. What what else can I choose but the bottle? And Lorna says, then I command you, seal yourself in the bottle and remain there till the end of time. And for the third time in 25 centuries, the genie vanishes from the sight of men with an inarticulate cry. Aye. What, Tyra? Where? (laughs) Oh, is someone teleporting? (laughs) Then there is an unearthly calm over the man-made island, the calm after a storm. 
and the Legionnaires are holding the bottle and celebrating. Jan says, I guess that bottle can go with the others we located using the Legion Cosmoscope safely on the moon. The it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing we reached Earth before Cantu, even if we did burn out the cruiser's warp drive doing it. Lornu says, we won. That's all that counts. Yeah, we won, Lornu, the four of us. Maybe um, not Chuck. the five of us. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. And Chuck says, uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Element Lad says, maybe you two should think about rejoining the Legion. And Chuck says, it's an idea, Luornu. I've been getting pretty tired of those winters on 109. <laughs> and Luornu says, we'll talk about it, Chuck. But first, I've got some garbage to dump on the moon. Oh, oh, my. Hmm. The well, end. you know. To keep my husband from breaking into anything else and unleashing another genie, fine, I'll join the Legion, but... Yeah, it won't last long, because the next writer will have us off as quickly as possible. Totally. Uh, Let's keep in mind that Dua Damsel did beat Nemesis Kid once upon a time. That's That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, everyone's like, oh, she's useless. No, no. She's very useful. But you and know even what? though that's the end of that story, we have a bonus story. Oh, which... but there, there's, there is still more. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to turn that over to Paul. Indeed, indeed. So this one comes to us uh, uh, by uh, Paul Kupperberg, who is the writer, who actually took over for Carrie Bates on Superboy, Adventures of Superman when he was a boy. Take a drink. <laughs> Take a drink. Um, <laughs> They're wasted by now. They're yeah. not going to hear the story uh, at all. Art, art comes from uh, Steve Ditko. I know I have kind of ragged on his Legion art. This issue isn't quite as bad. There's a strong proviso there. Um, Inked by Dave Hunt, and maybe that's what I like about it, because he was uh, the inker on uh, New Adventures of Superboy, which was the Adventures of Superman. Take a drink. As a boy. (laughs) Take a drink. (laughs) I want to get them drunk, not not have them go to the hospital and have their stomachs pumped, Paul. Um, Darren, I believe you had set out a goal earlier. Oh, it's true. I did. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so drunk I've forgotten my goals today. And it is lettered by the king of letterers, Todd Klein, um, colored oh. by, by Jerry Serpy, and edited by Jack C. Harris. All right, so we start off varied and unimaginable to us are the wonders of the 30th century, many of which are to be found here at the newly reconstructed headquarters of, that's right, Legion of Superheroes. Um, And so uh, perhaps the most wondrous of all are those who inhabit this citadel, such as this young lady, Tasmia Malor of the planet Talok 8, also known as Shadowlass, wow, and flying... And she's flying without jets. They they haven't been following along. Um, uh, and, they haven't been, but yeah. you know, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> Just remember that. Yes, I'm snapping my fingers with you, sir. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, so so they say this is going to be some tour. I didn't even know she could fly. So, yes, these are people touring the Legion headquarters. So join us now on a guided tour of the storehouse of the futuristic marvels and learn the tale of the Grounded Legionnaires. Oh, no. And there's there's something about this that really has that vintage comics look, and it's it's why it's of of the the, um, Ditko tales that I have not been crazy about. The artwork in this one works for me. 
um, because it kind of takes us back to the adventure days. Mm. So they say, how'd you do it, Shadow Lass? <coughs> I thought the people on your homeworld didn't have the power of flight. And she said, we don't, young man, at least not on our own. But anyone can do it with a Legion flight ring. <laughs> mm. I was going to say with pixie dust, but you know. <laughs> you just have to believe, Darren. Just, just have, have to believe. believe. Um, just you believe, mean, yeah. kids, believe. <laughs> and they say, you mean that little ring makes you fly? Do all the Legionnaires use them? Well, most of us, except for those members who have natural flying powers like Mon-El or Dawnstar and Wildfire, but we have one. To, but we all have one to operate Legion equipment. The rings are mentally controlled, each attuned to its owner's mental wavelength. But how come some members don't wear their rings? This is great. It reminds me of like an old, <laughs> like like the Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, uh, breaking a mess. <laughs> but how come some members don't wear their rings? We all do. But as you can see, they can be rendered invisible by mental command for those Woo! legionnaires from worlds where rings are symbolic or not worn. The ring's origin is an interesting story. So I think I'll let our computer log tell you tell it to you. After but one why, Sandy Claus. Why? Yeah, exactly. After one thousand years in the limbo called the Phantom Zone, a cure was discovered for the fatal lead poisoning that kept Monel in exile. But 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 why the 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 masquerade as the Legionnaire Lemon Monel? Brainiac 5 couldn't be sure his serum would be permanent, so we decided not to say anything until we knew for certain. And since I didn't know how long I'd be out of the, the zone, I decided to have a little fun applying for Legion membership in disguise. Take a drink, Legion hazing. Yeah, the rest of, <laughs> the rest of us call that false pretenses. I see who's, what you did there. Yeah, who's he think he is, dream girl? Um... <laughs> well, it and Brainy says, well, it's been a full day, Mon, and as far as I can tell, you're fully cured. And he says, yeah, and my Legionnaire Lemon charade wasn't a total waste either. Not with Element 152? Yeah, that's what the um, flight rings were made out of back yeah. in the day. 152! One, one uh, the, the anti-gravity metal I created as... Uh, as part of his initiation maybe he needed an invitation or an initiation monel but you sure don't what but you sure don't welcome to the legion friend all this took place in adventure comics 308 months later as a quartet of legionnaires returned from mission in deep space science police calling legion legion cruiser Speaking of which, this adventure took place before the introduction of the new Legion cruiser, cruisers. Apparently, they had to really make this clear. Mm. Um, come in, cruiser. We read you, Commander Hagbard. What can the Legion do for you today, sir? Just a routing matter, Brainiac 5. Traffic control of the Seattle Space Elevator reports a descending carload of ore from the asteroid fields stuck at four kilometers. Normally, we'd handle this ourselves, but the car is backing up traffic on the elevator system. <laughs> and since we've spotted your cruiser ahead in the area, say no more, sir. We're on our way to the space elevator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cables of super strong material stretch along, uh, stre stretch, 
Oh, my God. The ink in this is killing me. 36,000 kilometers between the Earth and the vacuum of space. A most simple concept made incredible by both century, by both by 30th century technology. Sorry, the light is not good. Um, invulnerable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks quite enough to me. Invulnerable Monel uh, uses the force field in airless space so that he can communicate with the other legionnaires. It's probably just a mechanical malfunction, Imra. No doubt. Brainy can do a little of his tinkering with the controls and have it running again with no trouble. You said it, Monel. Trouble for you. My first outing may have been interrupted by the ca- the car's breakdown and your interference. So we're seeing a guy in a, in a blue super suit with uh, a pink and white target. Honey, where's my super suit? Where's my super suit? Yeah. I think I think this is bitch. Where's my super suit? Mm. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. But nothing's going to stop me from getting the, this rare ore. Think again, friend. A fancy uniform. See what I was saying? Uh, doesn't surprise. Doesn't impress me. Nor you, me, hero. And here's a name to go with the uniform. Vibrex, and there it is. <laughs> you can't ship that to your your house in certain states. No, I sir. No, sir. <laughs> A master of vibration. A few months ago, you would have had me quaking in my boots. Ugh. As he gets verd. He says, <laughs> but that was before I flew it, my unprotected cruiser into a deep space radiation field and gained control over the vibration rates of matter. He says, Ugh, mm-hmm. the pain. Fabrex's powers must have an altered brainy's lead poisoning antidote. And now, yeah. says Vibrex, I want this ore. My vibratory power can alter its structure and make it more valuable, something I won't let you interfere with. And he says, lead poisoning, tearing me apart, gotta... And the guy says, incredible, you're still struggling despite your your pain. I see how now, if I want to get anything done here, you'll have to leave. And he sends him out the window. Oh. And, and uh, Brainy and uh, Rock and Imra are outside. And they say, Monel, Imra, Rock, I'll go after him. You see who or what did this to him. And they say, right. And Sound Girl says, I don't like this Rock. Who could be this? Who could be powerful enough uh, to knock Mon for loop so fast? And the guy says, me. <laughs> how was it that, It was me. <laughs> was that good, Darren? Did I do that right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty good, right. yeah. Oh, good vibrato, yeah. Totally, right. totally. Now, is, is it just me, or is this guy incredibly similar to Echo? Yeah, the I, Legion of Super I see that, yeah. Even with, like, the circular patterns and the blue costume? Except his his costume is clearly more fabulous. That's true. It's got some pink in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, just hold that, that pose, that Mr. Oh, that is pale scarlet. Pale scarlet, oh, yes. I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry. you'll see that it... Ma- that it uh... That's just co- Cosmic Boy's... Uh... Not in that no, top panel. Not it's a little dark. Is it a little darker? It, yes. His, his power waves match Cosmic Boy's costume. His yeah. power waves? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, so she says, hold that pose, mister. You've heard a Legionnaire, and that means... And he says, really, Cosmic Boy, you'd better save your breath for the long fall to the ground. Bye-bye, kids. Moons of, of Mimin. My anti-gravity uh, belt, it's gone dead. 
says Saturn Girl. For all its power, anti-gravity is a fragile thing. The denial of a universal constant and the intrusion of another force capable of altering molecular structures with vibrations. Well, the result is we're falling, says Saturn Girl. Can't you do something? And Cosmic Boy says, short of sprouting wings, Imra. I'm as helpless as you. Oh, our belts are operating again. That's right, Cos, says Monel. The effect of Vibrex's attack on me wore off as well as soon as I fell out of range. He's only effective close up. And Brainy says, now that we know what we're up against, we can plan for our next encounter. Cosmic Boy, you stay and use your super magnetism to keep the car here in case he gets it working. We'll keep in touch via Legion Communicators. They're setting everything up here, right? And ten, yeah. ten minutes later, they're finished. Those blasted legionnaires put me behind schedule. But I doubt they're in any shape for, to bother me now. After all, after a four-kilometer fall, bleh, bleh. He says, huh? Nothing's happened. And causes there saying, hi, Vibrex, going someplace? And he says, I thought so. I don't know how you did it, kid. But this is one fall you ain't gonna come back to. And he vers him and um then so he disappears and then brainy saturn girl and monel fly up and how about us vibrex have you got a trip to plan for our benefit too and he says you too huh oh yeah punk you three are going right down to join your friends as splotches on the sidewalk what nothing's happening you catch on quick vibrex now, I believe I owe you for a heavy dose of pain, and I'm always a man who pays what he owes. Now, I'm not sure that's Monel's sleeve that punches him. It looks like Brainy's. I think, I think it's Monel's, but I guess maybe it might be Miscolored, Brainy's. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a miscoloring thing. Yeah. Uh, ooh, crack. Oof. All right. So you found a way to maintain your belt's molecular stability. But that doesn't stop me from tearing you to atoms with vibrations. And then Brainy punches him with a buck and says, well, that's another myth shattered, right, Vibrex? Not to mention your jaw. That's right. Buck. Suddenly a nerve-wrenching screech fills the... Uh, Fills the car as super magnetism tears a hole through metal walls and you know Cosmic Boy comes to says don't you remember me friend no well maybe this will help you in the future see I'm the guy who's gonna knock you flat and he does so and he says and then with the help of Uncle Brainy's or Uncle Brainiac's <laughs> patented uh, handy dandy force field belt I'm gonna I'm going to short circuit your career think you can remember the name now and he takes him out, and he says, well, that certainly did the trick, Brainy. Just like you explained over the communicator, my magnetic powers and your force field disrupted his powers. And Brainy says, but not before we confused him sufficiently to attack with these flight rings made from the new anti-grav anti element 152 created by Monel. I've been studying it since, Mon-El, since Mon first came up with it. And, and I had discovered that the, the element could be mentally controlled, enabling us with a mental booster from Saturn Girl to keep the rings molecularly <laughs> stable. There you go. There it is. Uh, through uh-huh. sheer willpower, while Vibrex con- concentrated on our useless belts. 
Cosmic Boy says, hey, now that's what I call teamwork. Gang, now let's get this crate down. Only on this trip, let's take it nice and slow, okay? Okay. And so they did. <laughs> and scene. Exactly. Good grief. Uh, yeah, so that is the, uh, the the story of the origin of the flight belts. And it is very Silver Age art uh, by, by oh, Dick. Yeah. I think you guys will, will agree. Um, you know, just some of the... the it, it, yeah. It looks very Swan-esque. It yeah. does, and it, it really works. It really works here. So as much as I have uh, have, have ragged on the uh, the Steve Ditko art in his Legion run, this one was actually pretty strong. Yeah, I would say so. Him. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Sweet. Anything else to add on this one, folks? Mm. No, I think we are good for the evening. Some oh. of us need to go turn into pumpkins. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. We had some uh, a visit from Computo in there, folks. So, ah, uh, don't say his name. Meanwhile, I blame Duo Damsel for that. Uh, right, exactly. All right. So, comments as always. Welcome, Legion Subs to Podcasters at Gmail dot com. You can join in our conversation. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Speaking of what? the feedback, remember yeah. I did a bunch of uh, of Howard's things last week. Uh-huh. Um. And there was, oh, uh, I, I shouldn't have done the break because uh, um, although we did, we did a bunch of, uh, of Howard Madnick's um, musings on past episodes. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so as, as we went through these, and I, I love the fact that he is still several months off getting to this stage. He's in the mid, he's in the mid 300s right now. And um, I'm just glad we're this entertaining. I know, right? But but what was really neat was um, sort of just gonna gotta find this because it, it kind of blew me away. Oh, um, <clears throat> all right. So because we made an an electric boogaloo comment a couple of weeks ago while, while we were talking about this, and mm-hmm. uh, and so he responded on episode three thirty, Cosmic Boy two, Electric Boogaloo. He said, "Don't you mean Cosmic Boy to Magnetic Boogaloo?" Ooh, and it, and it just seemed funny because it, it was like he was channeling where we were at, and um, I, I, I'd like him to get out of our brains. Um, <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. well. All right, so. Again, comments are, as always, are welcome at leisuresubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. And as you can see, I delve into those every now and then. Uh, we are also on the Twitter, uh, where, where we can be found at LOSP Podcast. We are on the Facebooks at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com, and leave a comment on this or any episode, as Howard has done. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Genie in a bottle, yo.